0: We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to coming in hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sac. Wow, well, everybody out there. You know, we like to get these big, big guests in here. We got Pedro Rivera, anchor with Fox 40 News. What's up,
1: Pedro? I love that intro. It's so much energy.
0: Yeah, that's so what I do, energy. man. You know, especially gotta... especially for Sacramento uh, celebrities, you know what I mean? You know, I, I couldn't <laughs> no. do it as good as Courtney Dempsey because she will call me and be like, hey. <laughs> That's fucked up. You gave Pedro
1: a better intro. <laughs> nah, nah, you killed it. You killed it, though. You killed it. That was absolutely phenomenal. Hey,
0: phenomenal. thanks thanks so much, man. So do you, re- you remember I came in, I was doing Calling All Dreamers. Yeah, uh-huh. it was the first time I met you. But, you know, I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm making all this food, and then you're like, yeah, I can't eat it. I'm, I'm, I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, you, you know, know. it uh, happened to me today. It happened to me today. Okay. okay. So we had, we had Call It All Dreamers came on today. Okay. Literally the same thing. And they brought in, uh, I think it was, I forgot who it was. I think it's um, Sek- Sloppy Seconds, I think it's called, seconds out of Outgrowth. They didn't change that damn name yet. No, it's still Sloppy Seconds. So they came in today, <laughs> and they had all this food, this tri-tip and stuff, and I was just like, I don't eat this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pescatarian, though, so I, used to, I, used to push uh, I okay. eat fish. Oh, okay. But I, I listen, but the food I already know. I already hear a lot about you know,
0: well, chicken. Well, Pedro, I got I got a, a cauliflower vegan sandwich now. So See, that's what I'm talking about. Got to the studio. You gotta, no, you got to come through, Pedro. <laughs> i tell you you, come to the studio.
1: You got to come through. <laughs> it's like yo, get off your ass and come, come down to the show. Come hey, am lazy like that. Though. I'm lazy like that now. Hey. I'm like Come to the studio. <laughs> I'll
0: be here anyway. Hey, th- hey, next time I'll get invited, I- I'll make sure I bring some of the cauliflower because I-, I actually do need to go back because you guys haven't had the cauliflower yet. So, um, sure. yeah, need to get up on there. Hey, so um, I know you're not from SAC. Where are you from, Pedro?
1: I was um, from New York, born in the Bronx, grew up in Albany. That's what's up. And then back down to back down to, to the Bronx. So BX. I'm a New York guy. I like, I like to say I'm from New York because I've lived in the Bronx and, and upstate in Albany, the capital, so back and forth.
0: Okay. So, so yeah. how how was it growing up? You know, the Bronx. Um, yeah, no, you know, I, I'm sure when you was growing up, it was still real out there. And it wasn't you know, no Jamba Juices. Right.
1: No, nah, and it's still <laughs> real. The Bronx, is the, Bronx is, is the most authentic borough you'll find. It's okay. the most... The most true to its nature you know gentrification hasn't really hit the bronx yet so okay. that's been that's been uh, honestly a blessing because you got that real that culture that spanish culture the mm-hmm. hip-hop culture uh you know that's where hip-hop it, was founded hop so, was born you know, I was born in monroe projects you okay. know and, and sound and that's where i'm from I'm, you know my mother was born and raised raised there she was born in puerto rico but she was raised there so mm-hmm. um no g- growing up in new york it was great and then in albany you had a weird mix of, like, people from the city. Like, my mom was like, I want a better life for my kids. So they all moved up there, but all they became was New York City Part two, right? Like, (laughs) everybody from the city there. So now everyone's, like, doing the same shit they was doing in the the Bronx. So we still in the streets. You still got these hood-ass kids running around. And, you know, that's just what it was for us. You know what I'm saying? Growing up up in, in New York. And then it wasn't until that, like, I went to um, a small town for high school. My mom moved to this really small town called Ellenville where I started like, oh, college is a possibility. And like really, you know, doing things that like I didn't think I would ever do. And now I'm in this position that, you know, I didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So, um, you know, growing up in in a small town, it was still in New York. Yeah, still in New York. Okay. In New York. Hey, uh, what What were you doing there? Because you know you're starting to think about college, and you know was your high school there? And then yeah. how you know like were you always thinking about like something in TV, entertainment, news? Yeah. Like what was the what was the plan for Little Pedro?
1: Well, Little Pedro in the seventh grade, I saw this this meteorologist came into my classroom in Albany. And I saw him, and I was like, oh, he's so cool. His name was Steve Caparizzo. He had this slick white hair, tall guy. And I was just like, he looked really cool. And I was like, I wanna be like Steve. And then mm-hmm. I learned, like, I don't know nothing about weather. So I can't do <laughs> no meteorology and shit. That's just not me. Uh, so I was like, I ain't gonna do that, but I would love to be a reporter. So when I went to my high school, they happened to have a TV station and a mm-hmm. radio station in the high school. So when they had when the TV station and the radio station, okay, let me get my hands in this. And I started doing it. They gave me my own show. I had a sports show and an interviewing show. And um, sometimes I would cover like basketball games. where I didn't play my senior year. I would do the basketball games mm-hmm. and I would do like, you know, little, little things like that. And uh, that's when I got my, you know, my feet wet. I was, okay. okay. This is what I want to pursue. And then that was it from there. I just started applying to colleges and I got accepted to one school. And I wasn't a great student. Just mm-hmm. frankly. I got accepted to one school, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity because they they believed in me, you know, and they gave me the shot. And Pace, you know, they accepted me. I went to Pace and on an academic like probation, like they were like, you get that great, you're gone." But I took, but it's about every t- opportunity, you know. No matter if it's just one, I got one opportunity, and I took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm working with people who have master's degrees, and I'm tossing to people who went to some of the top. Journalism schools in the country, and I didn't go to one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about how hard you work.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean, and you know, like, and, and when your back's against the wall, and you know, like, I, I'm from Strawberry Mans right here, you know, outside Del Paso Heights. So yeah. you know, like, we kind of we 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 kind of grow up like that. We we kind of grow up with you know, if you don't do this, you're gonna be back there. There's no like really in between. Especially, you know, coming from the projects like you, you know, like I grew up in the hood, but like you, you keep that kind of mentality as you grow up, you know, like, Hey, you know, they gave you a chance, but if you get one D, you know, like you out of here. So, and that's how, that's how I, that, that's how I do. Like when it, like, especially with the pandemic, like it was like, uh, all right. So. I got to shut down my shit or I got to change, you know, or I got to pivot. Yeah. I want to go with the pivot part. You, you know gotta
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to be flexible because everybody's going to like, you know, my mother was a project kid growing up and then I was born in the projects and then she moved us. She pivoted, right? Like she had yeah. four kids and she was a single mom of four kids. She was like, I need to do something else. So she pivoted, took us to, to, to Albany and then got us in a nice place, but it was still the streets, you know, yeah. and you still in it. But we, you know, I looked at my brothers and sisters ahead of me because I got older siblings. Mm-hmm. And I looked at all the all the decisions they made, the good, the bad decisions, and I just learned from them and I kept pivoting, pivoting. I mean, I would say that's the reason why I'm in the position I am now is because I didn't just stay pigeonholed into what people expected me to be. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I just quickly just kept taking their decisions ahead of me and following the right route. Yeah. You know?
0: and, and out of all the it. bullshit, when you look back at your moms and you see how much sacrifice she had to, oh, you know, go through just for, you know, just to get you guys from the Bronx to Albany to the little small area of New York. Yeah. Like, it's crazy because, like, I always say, like, I don't – I used to be upset at my parents because I didn't have the Jordans, you know, because I, I went to uh, Mary Loma, majority white school, you know, I think it was like 7030, you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, like it was hard for me to even explain where I came from because yep. they don't they don't understand that. So, you got to be like, "Oh, you know, like that that rap video you saw like, yeah, it's kind of like that." You know, and then and then, and then my parents would get mad at me because they're like, we don't live like that. I was like, no, it's just how I got to explain because they never seen no shit like that or ever heard of anybody coming from, you know, it wasn't like we was out in the street or doing nothing. We had a house, we had food, we had clothes. It just wasn't at that level. So you go into this college, like what was that difference from growing up in the Bronx moving to Albany, but the Bronx came with you to the small high school. How did college change your mindset and how you viewed the world from where you came
1: from? No, it changed me a lot because like I had, you know, my, my father, my father was around, you know, he was, he was a big part of my life too. And everything, my father bought me my first car. I remember when I went to college, he bought me a ninety two too a Camry. You know, right. what I'm for me, I'm like, yo, I got a Camry, like it. you know, I'm i I'm so pre I'm not a materialistic person. I'm still to this day not a materialistic person. So he gave me the car, I was so happy to have it. But I go to college and you know, all these kids are driving white BMWs, <laughs> and white BMWs and I'm just like, my car is smoking up, you know, the hill trying to get up. Yeah. You know? got nice cars and clothes and they go to concerts they just call their parents and you know and i would call my mom and dad like yo can i get you know 40 hours here 50 here and sometimes they would be able to do it you know they had it and they would you know send it to me but i'm so appreciative for that mm-hmm. so like it changed me a lot like to see how other people live but honestly i never felt any resentment re- re- like real talk i was always awesome like that's them that's their lifestyle i don't have that lifestyle good for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean for me it was always i knew early on you know where my mother how hard she worked to make sure that that we had our education we worked hard you know to get us to where we're at today um so I was always appreciative but yeah it's funny when you talk to some people and you know I try to explain to them you know where I'm from and everything and they're like oh you're from the streets it's not it's not that it's not that serious you know because that I love when I go back to the Bronx like I, I love when I go home and now my mother, we, she, she's bought a house on city Island, which is like one of the nicest neighborhoods in the Bronx, you know, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we moving up and mm-hmm. that's a move up for all of us. So I always yeah. look at her as like my inspiration going from Mungo projects to where she's at now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's, nah. she's on City island one of the best places, you know, in the Bronx to live. So, I'm super
0: appreciative. Yeah, same, same with my parents, you know, they, they didn't make it as a couple, but they're, they're both remarried, happy as hell living in the house, you know, but I didn't have that. So, (laughs) so so it's just, it's great that, you know, our parents are doing what they, they want to do. And, you know, they got us to where we are and, you know, got, got us about the house and now we got to make our own way and, you know, for the future
1: um but you know it's funny now we now i tell my mom though now that we in this position where you know she's doing well we start making money my brothers are making money everybody's everybody's thriving We gotta get that 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 hood mentality out you know what i'm saying like <laughs> we can throw away the bags you know the old bags we can throw them away now we don't gotta just keep storing bags you know yeah. what i'm saying we don't, we don't do <laughs> you don't gotta use you know the old butter the butter uh Containers yeah. and with the, with the bacon over. grease
0: and the fish grease.
1: Yeah, okay. nah, my pop's
0: still do it. My pop's live in <laughs> El Dorado, bro. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I go up there, he still got that greasy-ass fucking uh, little little teacup, it looks like, yeah. with the fish put, grease in there. you like, throw it out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, is, is, is you for real right here, pop? It's like, it makes the chicken taste good. Just a little. You got to put a little bit in there to, yeah. you know, get it going. I'm like, man, you got me fucking.
1: <laughs> That's how it is. How
0: it is. Well, how it my is. mom has moved. Us. She is how she lives. You
1: know? don't we, don't we surely, like i move there along, We could, we could throw out the plastic forks. You, know? <laughs> you get some Chinese food. You don't gotta keep the containers. The, the, the with sauces the the got sauces. the whole drawer. Can the drawer. You get clean the drawer out. <laughs> More useful in it. Yeah, she's great. My mother, my mother, my mother, she's
0: phenomenal. Hey, shout out to moms. Hey, um, uh, we we know you're a sports fan. How yeah. did you get? Were you were you an athlete growing up? Like, mm-hmm. how did you get so big in the sports? And we'll 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 get to how you're a Hornets fan because I don't think yeah. I've ever heard well, of a Hornets fan before, hey but yeah. so, so how did you get so big in the sports and we got to yeah. get to this Hornets thing?
1: I was, I was, I was always a, a sports fan. Like for me, I, I was, I was an aggressive kid. You know, I used to fight a lot. I got mm-hmm. kicked out of a lot of schools growing up as a kid uh, because I used to fight. That's how I took my anger out. So when I got into sports, when I got to high school, and I saw that oh I could play football and I could do basketball. I just learned to channel my anger from fighting to to sports, mm-hmm. and you know this is this is a, a, a legal way I could take my frustration out. You know, if I'm upset with something, I go to practice and I just put it all there. And um, sports is a great great way for me to uh, you know let let all that out. So um, sports and extracurriculars I did there in high school. It, it was it was. Phenomenal. So I've always been into sports ever since I was a kid. I was just always drawn to it with the Hornets specifically. It was, it was 2000. I remember it was like 2003 or something. I was, I was like in middle school. I think I was in ninth or eighth grade. It was around there. I was playing basketball and my coach said, watch a Mecca Okafor, UConn kids. Amazing. So I was watching the Mecca Okafor during his, his senior year and while he was killing dude, big, big, Raleigh and he you know my coach was like I want you to play like him because I was one of the tallest at the time in you know at school even though now he ruined my life because he had me playing like a center and I'm only six foot tall <laughs> showing me how to dribble the ball but I'm like doing post moves and I'm six foot yeah. so anyway you know he said watch Emeka so I did I learned defensive rebounding watching Emeka so whenever he got drafted I said mom I told my mom whatever team he goes to is going to be my team I love Emeka Okafor I'm going with him wherever he goes he ended up going number two to the Hornets instead of number one. Dwight Howard went one to mm-hmm. to uh, the Magic Orlando. Yep, that was it. So once he went number two, I was with the Bobcats um, since 03. I've been about. He was their first ever draft pick too. So I've been a Bobcat Hornet fan since 2003. Now imagine growing up as a kid in New York and you know you got Lutrell <laughs> and all these guys that just came off like a pretty hot run, yeah. right? Like yeah. the Knicks were still like pretty relevant at the time, but. For me, and then we had the Vince Carter Nets and mm-hmm. Jason Kidd Nets. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was always like Bobcats. I would go to games and I'm rocking a Bobcat jersey, you <laughs> know. And I flew to Charlotte. I got I got I got the Hornets tattered on my back.
0: Oh wow, uh, you about that life, huh? <laughs> I, got,
1: I got my team's tattered on my back.
0: All right, yeah, hey, I...
1: all I right. Play. I don't play with my teams, I'm hey, man. team. Hey man, Charlotte. I i and y'all 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 cool. with the Hornets. Yeah, you got Lamelo.
0: Yeah, no, you got Lamelo. He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna end up in the Bulls in a couple years. Isn't that <laughs> what me, they talking about?
1: It. Let me enjoy it
0: right now. Okay, bit, I, I'll, I'll let you have that one. All <laughs> right, Charlotte Hornets. Um, Michael Jordan, greatest player ever. Probably the worst owner in history.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's um, some interesting picks. But not anymore.
0: Not, hey, LaMelo was a good one. LaMelo was a good one. Um, they, they team gonna be they they team gonna be a problem this year. They they might
1: be a problem. They might squeak in. You hear it as no no. Hear me now. It's gonna be a fifth seed next year. This fifth C. or fourth seed? Okay. This fifth or fourth seed? I guarantee you. We yeah. were fourth seed until What, we're what my what my play odds play? on the under? Not well. I would not <laughs> I wouldn't have put my money on it. Yo, listen, you're never gonna get me to say anything negative about <laughs> team. Right we're gonna, we're I'm trying to,
0: try to get some odds on the under on that woman. I'll take
1: you up I, on that one. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm saying, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good, man. Even the years when we had DJ Augustine and I mean, just some trash. Players, man, we. I was, I was thinking we went in championship
0: every year. That's how I roll? Hey, man, I gotta take you to Vegas one of these days.
1: <laughs> get some of these bets. Out. Take my money. <laughs> all
0: right. Uh, so, out of out of uh, college, do you go right into uh, TV? Do you start with radio? Like, how how do you get to the TV part of all this? Yeah. Because we are saying. You know, in high school, your 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 coach over here got you playing center as a six-footer. You know, we, we know where that goes. How did you get into TV outside of uh, college, or did you start yeah. in college with yeah, the no, TV? I got an
1: internship at WABC in New York City. Again, okay. I repeat, I got one internship. I didn't have a bunch. I got one. Um, but from that opportunity, my resume, you know, was good enough. And I got a job as a news assistant out of college. I was working at at an office paper supply company, like the office, literally like the office, (laughs) for maybe maybe two weeks. And then this this TV station said, listen, we need a news assistant, pretty much someone who could shoot video, edit, do everything. And I was like, yeah, I raised my hand. I took it. I was making $10 an hour in New York City to do this job. Um, And when I was there, I already had a plan. Like, I want to be a reporter, but I didn't know much about how to report. Mm -hmm. So what I did was during my time, there, I'm working with great reporters in New York behind the camera, filming them every day. Then I would shoot myself, watch it, critique it, send it to people to critique me. And then I went to, I took a a full-time position as a cameraman in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And it was during that time in Connecticut, I started covering some really big, big, big stories. And I'm watching how professionals operate, you know, and you, if you're not sitting back and learning and asking questions and you're wasting your time, you know. So I was just sitting back and I would question, I would ask, how do you do this? Why did you write this a certain way? Um, And I would give input on the video I shot so they can use it. I was just pretty much trying to be a student of the game, you know what I mean? And just, and just always practicing. So then eventually, you know, um, I put together a resume reel. Uh, As I was a cameraman, I, 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 it's just like shots of me in front of the camera reporting. And then um, I sent it to a couple TV stations around the country and then one station hit me up, and that was in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and that's when I, I made the transition to forty twenty nine news in Arkansas, and I, and I got on air.
0: Okay, did you start as a you know as an anchor, or did you have to nah,
1: do like nah. okay? Now mm-hmm. I was um I was put uh, reporting in the field Monday through Friday mornings, which is like the lowest of the low. And I was a bureau reporter, so it wasn't even like I was in Fayetteville, which is like the, You're the nice- what reporter. I was a bureau reporter, so bureau much like that. okay. Yeah, so pretty much like here in, in the Sacramento market, mm-hmm. Sacramento's the main hub. Stockton, you have a, a, someone who lives in Stockton, and they would cover all of Stockton news. Gotcha. They're not in Sacramento doing the, the, the day-to-day stuff. So mm-hmm. I was uh, the beer reporter for, for, for Arkansas. I okay. was in this small town called Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at the, like the bottom of the bottom. And I was just working. And, you know, my time there was interesting because I ain't really culturally, you know, going from New York and Connecticut, which is pretty much... New York to Arkansas was like, it was like, like mind blown how different it is. You know, and mm-hmm. that was a culture shock, big mm-hmm. culture shock. Uh, so I did three years there. Um, even though I did not really want wanted, I was trying to get out of their way sooner, but uh, station, they wanted, you know, they wouldn't let me go. And I was mm-hmm. there for three years and I got Sacramento and I came here as a reporter did that. And then one day I was like, Hey, can I anchor? Can I fill in? Can I like try it? I never anchored before. I, I think I anchored in Arkansas one day. They gave me one opportunity to anchor. So, uh, yeah, that was it. And then I made the, uh, the switch.
0: Okay. And how long were you in Arkansas for?
1: Oh yeah, three years. Three years in Arkansas. Okay. Um, after that, SAC? After that, Sacramento. Um, and I, I was reporting for about two years in Sacramento. And then a job came open. Paul Robbins left 40, uh, Fox 40 and – um I went after his job and it was crazy because they would like bring in people to read for the job. You know, they bring in outsiders or mm-hmm. other people in the company to read for this job that I'm trying. And it was a lot of pressure because it's like, you know, but I didn't get mad at it. I never get mad at anyone who, who's thriving or anyone who, who's, uh, you know, doing well, even if I want the job, like go get your money. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. me, it's, it's set my game up. It pushes mm-hmm. me. So I was literally like, okay, well I'm gonna come in earlier. I'm gonna work harder. And then I got the job
0: hey kids out there listening do you hear that work hard and you get the job you yeah, know? don't hate on other people
1: man like don't hate on other people that, you <laughs> yeah. know like don't hate on other people yeah. literally i'll tell you with fox 40 they brought in a, a new anchor richard sharp who's now been with us for about two years now but when they brought him in they're like okay he's gonna come in and he you know he's like gonna be the the guy the okay the, the morning guy and you're gonna you know, I didn't get mad at him. I wasn't like, who's this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I was like, go ahead. Like, do you. I'm going to work just as hard or harder. So let's go. And I did. And now we're in a position where, you know, we share the time. And we're equals. And it, it, that's just a testament to that, not being a hater.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> and So what, what are some of the differences that you kind of, when you landed in SAC? I know you're coming from, you know, Arkansas. But, you know, what? You know what are some of those differences that you know? Like you came here. I know when Chris Webb came here, he said he he started almost crying because all he saw was cow fields. How was it? You wow. know, you coming from you know like from New York to Arkansas to Sac? What was the vibe like for you when you landed here? Because well, we ain't like got too bottom, many Dominican Dominicans either the around the here. Ricans. Yeah, we got we got Puerto Ricans. We ain't got a lot of Dominican Puerto Ricans
1: around. That was that was that was different. Like getting used to that, not not seeing because it's interesting when I go up to Spanish people here and I start speaking in Spanish, they look at me like, "Yo, who's this black guy talking?" You know, because <laughs> you know like, they're not used to seeing people that look like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so that's interesting. Uh, but now, nah, honestly, I was coming from Arkansas, so anything's is better. Like, all respecting the world to Arkansas, like to, all respecting the world to that place, I learned a lot as a journalist. But like culturally. I was man. I was I was so happy to be there. I was so happy to be here. And and when I got here, the city embraced me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to get used to like the music and stuff because you know we we New York, New York hip hop and stuff. So I had to get used to like, Bozzy and all these different people. Who, Come like, on I, now, like,
0: you know Ebro is
1: here. Ebro was here he
0: before he went to New yeah. York. So don't don't be I'm over so. here acting like sack. You know, like I get used I, to the <laughs> Bay Area and everything. Yeah. And, you know, hey, Bay Area
1: was, is different. That's yeah, some that different was, music was, right there. <laughs> that was different, but, like, nah. But overall, um, I love Sacramento, man. I just think it's such a, a great city. Um, like, low-key, the restaurant scene is wonderful. Um, there's a lot of culture here. We get people from around the world that mm-hmm. come here to Sacramento. Or the, art, the art scene is great. I, I mm-hmm. just think it has so much. So when I talk to people and I tell them about Sacramento, I always say it's probably, I would say, top three most underrated cities in the country. I, I um, can
0: agree with that.
1: You know, like Kansas City, I love Kansas City. I would put Kansas City on that list when you talk about art and food, and Kansas City's phenomenal. And then I would put, you know, Sacramento right there, one or two. You know? Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and I, you know, like I was in San Francisco for the longest time and, you know, people were always like down in Sacramento. I'm like, man, it's the, it's the capital. You should respect yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like we, you know, we get down up there. You know what I mean? Like, but at, you know, back in 2004, when I when I moved there, it, it wasn't like it was here. It was a little rumbling. I think um, uh, Chef 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 Tui he came like you know, around 2007, 2008 and Grange and, you know, just kind of started this whole farm to fork movement. And, you know, like, I think people are still like people when they come to SAC, they're doing, they're kind of the same way you are. It's like, oh, uh, you know, I thought it was this way, but it's totally this way. You know, yeah. my, my boy comes from the Bay all the time and he's like, dude, I just love it here. He can't, he's, he's always says, I can't move here cause my, my wife's family's down in the Bay and yeah. you know, like they're older. I was like, man, you know, like you gotta get here. Because I think of-
1: whatever you want to look for, you can find it here. Yeah. If, looking for, if you're looking for like nightlife and if there's nightlife here. If yeah. you're looking for, and, and this has come from someone who's lived in New York city. I've experienced that nightlife. Like, if you want to have a good time, you can find it here. If you're looking for a relaxing weekend, if you want to raise a family, I mean, there's literally everything for you here. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about the food scene, I mean, you want Ethiopia, you want Thai, you, want, you find some of the best places around here. Yeah. Seriously.
0: No, they get down out here, you know, like I, I'm one of those people, like I'm a hole in the wall kind of person. So, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of places that I roll to and people are like, Where the fuck are we going? You know? I'm like, man, this is the <laughs> best tacos in the city right here, you know? And my might- I had to bring
1: my boys, I was like, listen, we're gonna get brunch the other day. I was like, we'll go get brunch. They're like, Where are we going? I said, We're gonna order from Harry's. Yeah. There ain't no sit down. Nah. There ain't be no sit down. It's nah. gonna be some, some fried rice, we have the Harry special. Yeah. You know, like you know, and that's it. And trust me, you're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. Sit, sit right
0: here on the sidewalk and fucking hey, get yeah. down.
1: Yeah, it's that kind of place, you know, but you can find all that in Sacramento. I I don't know. I always, I always love, I love this city so much. And I feel like at the time of my life, when I moved here, I was so down on myself, like as a journalist, I was in Arkansas, I didn't know if I was good enough. And then I came here and the city just like opened their arms and just took me in. You know, that was, I I love Sacramento.
0: Yeah, you know, like Sacramento, they open their arms up, you know, just as long as you ride for us, we'll ride for you yeah. always. And it kind of seems like that's, you know, what you did when you came here. You know, I see the shirt, the Sacramento gear, shout good. out, you know, shout so. That's good. No, that's dope. Um, you recently uh, filled in for a station in L.A. How'd that go for you?
1: Oh, went well, well, man, I'll tell you, they, they showed me so much love. I was surprised because I was filling in on, on the weekend morning show for our sister station, KTLA. And, um, you know, you're filling in that Weekend Morning Show is the most popular show. And people, like, down there love the news and they watch all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I got recognized. I was down in L.A. I did one show. I was was walking in Glendale at the mall and somebody was like, yo, you're you're the guy on TV today. You know, like, I never had that before. (laughs) I get recognized in Sacramento, but I've been here four and a half years. Of course, somebody's going to recognize me. But in L.A., I did one show and I was already... Getting messages, come down to LA, come down to LA, you know. And I, and I was filling in for Mark Messer, who's you know very popular guy down there. So I was nervous, like people gonna hate me because I'm not him. Mm-hmm. But um, I went down there and I did my thing, and they, LA, LA showed me a lot of love. I love LA. That was that's my first time like really experiencing LA, and I, I had such an amazing time.
0: Nah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, love, love. Just this big for my
1: What's for that? My and it was big for our station too. Oh, like, good. like we're sending someone from Sacramento. So it was like, you know, I was I was repping sack down there. And I was on any opportunity I had to talk about Sacramento, I was doing it.
0: Good. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's up. Everywhere I go, I got the SAC town somewhere on me, you know. Yeah. Like this is hella big too.
1: Like this yeah. Yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. what, what's next for you, bro? You know, I'm figuring it out. Uh, you know, I I still have some time here on my on my contract in Sacramento, but um you know I'm very I'm very fortunate to to be uh in a position where you know stations are interested in me and mm-hmm. um you know I'm going to see where I end up but I you know I, regardless of where I end up I just know I'm going to be this is going to be one of those cities I come back to. I I probably never go back to Arkansas fair to say <laughs> I will probably never go back there. I will probably within you know every couple of months come back to Sacramento. You know like okay. I see it as this kind of place. You know I made such amazing friendships here and my station has been the the hardest working team I know I say that very confidently you know we work so hard and they put me in a position to be successful so I'm I'm very thankful we'll see where where I end up
0: it would New York be like a dream position for you because that's the media capital of the world
1: number one number one in the country New York New York is uh home you know what I'm saying so if I to get back to New York would be phenomenal but there's a lot of other markets in those top 10s that uh that are you know pay well that are great stations and um You know, for me, I'm at a point where I want to be able to take care of my family a little better financially, and I want to, you know, hey, as long as it's got a big airport that I can fly direct flights to, I'm happy no matter where. That's what's up. All
0: right. um, So we we, we do top fives around here. I got a couple Uh, top fives. You're a single guy, right? Yeah. All right. So, ladies out there, you heard it first here. You know, Pedro is single. He's still single. He's out here in these
1: streets. I'm outside. I'm, uh, outside.
0: Yeah, I'm outside. I'm outside. I'm outside. <laughs> oh, before we get into this, New yeah. York guy,
1: what yeah. did you think about the locks? Dip you know? set? Well, listen, I grew up, I grew up on both, right? Like, like I remember going to school with the long pink tees and I, you know, <laughs> and also like walking down the street, I was in the military doing D block, you know, mighty, mighty D block. So, that was like the most phenomenal New York moment and we needed that. We really needed that. And Jada Kiss, I mean, every song he was singing, I was like, I felt like I was back to my childhood, you know? So, um, him, Chic Looch, uh, you know, phenomenal. So for me, I, I love seeing Jada go out Jada, Jada, Jada did his thing and he held down the city and you know, he, he demolished, he demolished, I mean, it's, it's, everyone agrees, right? You yeah. demolished. Yeah. Well, myself. my, my wife, she,
0: you know, like I was, I was big in the dip set. Like I was a huge yeah. dip set guy, but I knew about the locks, um, probably had, you know, every locks album. I, I'm a hip hop head. They're too. Underrated. So yeah, yeah underrated. no, and, but I never like really, when, when my wife told me about the, um, the verses, I was like, oh yeah, dip. Dipset got it, you know, like I I wasn't even, I I didn't even want to look at it. But my wife, she was upstairs. I was in my office and she was like, you got to turn this on. And I turned it on as soon as I think he was like telling everybody to be quiet. And then that's when he, he dissed uh, them about doing the lip syncing and I couldn't put down my phone for the next hour. I was like, this is, this is something everybody's going to be talking about this after this. Like I was on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. I was, you know, like I was over there looking up, you know, fat Joe's feed. Like he was there. Let me see what he's saying. You know what I mean? And it was, it was special for hip hop and it was something, it's something that hip hop needed. I'm glad that, you know, they, there was nothing that nobody could say when they left. There was no, fights there's no shooting there's nothing so
1: for, but that's the culture though but that's exactly the culture in New York. like like yeah. you could you could talk to someone even like when we drive around in cars or whatever and you get road rage on the road and someone cuts you off and yell at them give them the finger and then you keep driving no one's like you know people ain't coming out the car and get it popping or yeah you know like you could you could, that's just who we are we allow people and we mm-hmm. argue and then we just go on with life yeah you know what i'm saying so for me to watch those two people come to those two groups come together so it, it was my childhood. I got to watch that. Yeah. I was, I was like, this is the most phenomenal thing ever. The only, the only more New York it could get is probably getting Jay Z and Nas going head to head on a versus. <laughs> it's the only thing that we could get that that, that would be comparable, you know, which Jay Z would win. But you know, Jay,
0: it, it, Jay-Z, come on now, Jay Z would. He he's, he's a better a showman. He it would be like the locks, you know, like they they. Yeah they are choreographed pretty much, you know, but it was. they had comebacks
1: for every one. They had, yeah, but it's the
0: the DJ too controlling it like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Like, you know, like, and then as soon as he drops it, they already knew like what the vibe was. And, you know, like, but Dipset, like, they they disappointed me, you know. But I did go back and I I saw the whole thing. I can understand like that first half maybe it was neck to neck but as soon as they,
1: they they were they didn't bring that energy they, they weren't didn't bring, ready for that.
0: but every cam song was fire. It, it was fire like if cam just was up there by himself without uh Homeboy being Jim high both. off his ass, and Jim <laughs> Jones. Who knows where he's just trying to put jewelry on the whole time. You know what I mean? More like, yeah, more change, change, like, change. Like, man, if they would have just practiced a little bit, I think it would have been a little bit better. Locks, yeah. it, but locks shut that shit down when that fool Jewel said, "Hey, you ain't got no girl music." in
1: the Mariah Oh Carey.
0: man, when he Is said you know we I mean. got Grammys. We got, we got, you got cramps. rims. We got rims.
1: Yo, that was that was so New York. It was, it was so New York. It was disgusting. I, I felt know? like I was there. I was
0: like, I was and so in anthem.
1: tune. He had, he had the anthem with Fat Joe to New York, New York. The job. That that that's like an anthem. For New York. I mean, it wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't close. It wasn't close. Yeah, it was, it was a blowout. No,
0: a blowout. it it. it, it like, whatever they have, I don't know how many songs they had at that second half of the the show. Like it was it was 20
1: to I zero. The whole thing. I watched the whole thing, and I thought it wasn't even close. I thought it wasn't even – they weren't even in the same realm. To me. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. I, <laughs> well, you know, at least
0: Cam was there. You know, yeah. I, I feel bad for Cam because he had some heaters, and, yeah, they did, the other two just couldn't deliver, you know? Like it, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, okay. Back to the top five. Thanks for, uh, I, I haven't been able to talk to somebody about that versus. I like watched that. Yeah. <laughs> um, top five places to take a date in sack and listen, ladies, he's single.
1: Okay. Oh wow. Top five places. Um, well, it depends, right? So we're going to go on a mix of things, right? We're going to do a mixed thing. So, if it's like, if I want a nice a day date, like go get a drink or something, I love going to Cupros. Okay. right? Sitting up door, the outdoor patio up there, having a nice cocktail, relaxing. It's more of a, a, a casual vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. Um, if I'm trying to go somewhere where I'm trying to like impress her a little bit, i will probably go Beast and Bounty. I like going to Beast and Bounty. Okay. I like their variety because they have, you know, if I'm going with someone, she's a vegetarian or mm-hmm. she's a meat eater. It's a perfect pricing is is pretty solid. So I like going there. Yeah, nice um, seasonal
0: menu out
1: there. Yeah, yeah, great seasonal menu. Um, man, are we doing restaurants or just whatever? You can do whatever you want, man. Okay. I haven't yeah. been
0: on a date and you know, like you know, like just my wife for about eight years.
1: I know. See, and like for me, one thing I like to do though is I, I like to go to like I like wine, right? So I'll do like the Rhine or Fifty Eight Holding. Fifty Eight Holdings is my spot. Okay, like Chef, Chef Souza. Chef's who's at Fifty Eight home he does a great job. So I go there a lot for my dates, the rind, or I'll do a day trip. I'll do like let's go to Amador County, and we'll mm. go to Antis, or we'll hit up Iron Hub, or we'll hit up some of these vineyards out of that Hellwig, um, and just do like a couple of tastings at a couple of places. So that's usually what I do. I'll go to get tastings in Amador, come back, and you know you could do Fifty Eight Holding for dinner. You could do day drinking at coop Rose and that whole K Street scene uh, mm-hmm. down there. Um, lavender district area is pretty cool okay um so yeah it's usually what i do okay all right oh and my boys at tiger too I, I like tiger shout out it's tiger nice night spot, like nights if if you know you're going out you have dinner they can go get drinks at at a uh, tiger even that place across the street that new place that opened up across the street is is it used to be el Rey now they're like a sports bar you know sports kind of place and
0: I'm on K Street, but I, I, I kind of stick to my – <laughs> I, I, I I fuck with my boys at Darling Aviary and oh, uh, no, DMC, is, yeah. you know, oh, but, yeah. yeah. I
1: didn't even think, I didn't see there's so many. I didn't even think about <laughs> it. <Like, laughs> Darling Aviary with the rooftop. Yeah, over my man, we,
0: we doing a collab. You got to come through. It's uh, September 10th through 12th.
1: Perfect. I'll be there.
0: Yeah, I'll, there. I, I, I'll holler at you and uh, tell you when to come down. Um, So this this is a fun one because it's the <laughs> top five Charlotte Hornets of
1: all time. See, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. All right, no, okay. So you we're can't gonna go say back.
0: Okafer. We already got Okafer out of there. Gonna, I'm going to make I'm, it a little I'm, I'm harder gonna, on I'm, you.
1: I'm not going to put Okafer on the list. So at number five, I'm going to go with Del Curry, right? Del Curry. should
0: have took him off the list too.
1: We took him off Del Curry. We're going to put Del Curry there. We're okay. going to put... Um, at number four, I'm going to go with Gerald Wallace, Ooh, Gerald Crash Wallace. Yeah, I'm Sacramento native,
0: uh, not native, but he played for us. Yeah, he played, he
1: played, he, then he ended up coming, coming to Charlotte and just being a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put big Al Jefferson at number oh. three and I'm putting Al Jefferson there cause he was the first big free agent that we got. Um, I feel like when you talk Hornets, you gotta put, you gotta put, uh um, Larry, Larry Johnson, up there. You got to put yep. Larry Johnson, Grandmama. You got to put him up there. Um, and then number one is Kemba Walker. Kemba yep. Walker, all-time leading scorer, in Hornets history, um, the greatest. And then like one, then like if I could put just an honorable mention, I'm putting Lamelo Ball. That's it, Lamelo Ball, baby. Listen, don't. don't he's. The I'm, truth. Not gonna, I'm not going. I'm not going to say nothing. Yo, he's the truth. Listen to me. He's. He's the. He's. The, he's going to win MVP in the next. In the next six years to win MVP, the guy is unbelievable unbelievable i never seen anything like it never i watch a lot of basketball and i never see anything like it way too way too long watch I, think just, I, I didn't say i, I said not, i just can tell by
0: your
1: you know you're speechless you're speechless right now the,
0: the, but, the only thing i'm gonna tell you about lamella ball if he gets through a whole season then i'll start watching that's the only thing. When you're a you rookie. rookie
1: year on, on 60 games, you want rookie of the year on 60 games. I know,
0: but I, I, I'll watch. For you, Pedro, I'm going to be watching. All right. <laughs> At the end of the show, we come in hot. So any subject that you want to talk about, it could be political. It could be in the news realm. It could be funny. It could be hip hop. It could be anything you want. Pedro,
1: it is time to come in Hot, what you got, Pedro? Okay, I'm gonna come in hot. Ooh, this is interesting. I'm gonna stay off the politics. That's something in my line of work I learned to do. Don't get anything (laughs) political. Um, if the only only thing I will say that I don't think is political, but I think it's very important for people to do is get vaccinated, wear your masks, let's protect each other. A lot of these people in these businesses they want to open up, they want to operate. Let's just do what we can, let's try to get back to normal. Um, if we can bring up those vaccination rates, I think it'll help out. Um, everyone. I want everybody to be safe, so that's what I will say. Um the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna win the NFC East. Uh the Yankees are gonna win the World Series. Holy um, shit. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. What else can I come in hot with? What can I come in hot with? Oh, don't don't see the movie uh The Remnants with uh uh Hugh Jackman, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> What else? What else? What else? What else? What else can I come in with? Hold on, I'm trying to think. I, I, I'm just trying to think of stuff right now. I'm just going. I'm going off that. Nah, uh, <laughs> that movie is a waste of two hours of my life. Um, all due respect to you, Jackman, phenomenal actor, but the movie was was terrible. Um, Let's back up. Let's back yeah. up.
0: The Philadelphia no, Eagles. Go, go
1: quick. Hold
0: on, the Philadelphia to Eagles are gonna win the NFC East. It's the horror, it's the worst division in football. But the Eagles. Oh my God! You Eagles fan? You Hornets fan? I'm a Yankee fan? <sighs> okay, Yankees.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: I don't know yeah, about the yeah, series yeah. this year, though.
1: Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we in there. Yankees, are good. Yankees, are, Yankees look good right now. We just lost two in a row, but we won we 13 in a row before that. So, you know, we, we're doing all right. But, uh, no, nah, I, I would say uh, the one thing I can come in hot with is just to remind people to do the right thing. You know, you got a lot of – that's best way I heard, I heard it said was you got a lot of unvaccinated people wanting to do vaccinated stuff. Yes. Yes. A lot of unvaccinated people wanting to do vaccinated stuff. If you choose you don't want to be vaccinated, by all means, you have a right that you're a human being, and I I believe in that just as much as any person. But I'm just asking that people be safe and just, if you're not vaccinated, just please be careful out there because, you know, I want everybody to be okay. I'm sick of reading these numbers and seeing how high it's going and the deaths, and I have to sit there and read it every day and relay it, and it's frustrating, you
0: know? No, and um, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, There's a... There's a post going around this this weekend, and uh, it was just kind of saying, you know, yeah, I'm vaccinated, but you know, I didn't know what was in the vaccinations when I was a kid. I don't know what was in bar- uh, like Big Mac sauce. I don't know what's in this. I don't know what's in that. And I was like, I didn't repost it, but I was like, yeah, it's fucking right. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I like. I read that I'm like especially as a journalist, you know what I'm saying? That I see, and I see some, fa- even my family members, because you got to know that, especially being a minority, Puerto Rican and Dominican, being, um in the and the African American the Latino, there's a lot of hesitancy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, I don't trust this stuff. You yeah,
0: know? no, we, we've been guinea pigs for a long time. Yeah, man, I don't want to be a guinea pig
1: anymore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I understand the hesitancy, but, I always encourage people to just listen to the scientists. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that's a controversial statement. I'm all for everyone having the free choice to do whatever they want with their bodies, but just please just listen to the science. You know, that's, yeah. that's, I ain't coming in too hot. You know, I don't want to be, uh, you know, but that, that's what I would say.
0: I just look out for your fellow man, you know, human, or woman. Yeah, just,
1: just, We a little more of that, man. We do. Yeah, like,
0: this, it, we're, we're all like human people. beings. We're all here together. We're all working through it together. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it's, 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 one or two shots, you know, yeah. like it's in that that'll help out millions of people from dying because we already lost uh, millions of people, and we want to stop losing people from this deadly disease.
1: Yeah, you want to like, don't you want to? As a business owner, you want to do it, which you know you want people in there without a mask, and you like yeah. everybody wants to look at yeah. each other and smile. We all want that. I don't think any person who's pro pro mask is is. Like happy about masks. It's just what it's what they're doing to follow science and trying to just do what's right, so you don't infect the other human being. You know, people people start doing that. Just think about the other person. You know, we're we're lucky we live in a country where we have choice. But yeah, Yeah. I'm just that's that's pretty much it, Pedro. Like, it's, it's,
0: it, yeah, it, it seems like I hope, common sense, I'm in trouble for saying that. Hey, man, like, don't worry. Nobody from Fox 40 is gonna be listening to this, Pedro. So you good? <laughs> all right. Well, you, you got to plug anything you want to throw your uh, your DMs up there for all these lovely yeah, yeah, ladies yeah, out can, there.
1: Yeah, you can follow. You can follow me at. Uh, had uh, a real Pedro Rivera on Instagram, which I made that as a joke, but now I can't change the name because I'm verified and I'm nervous if I change it it'll get all messed up so real Pedro Rivera on Instagram Pedro Rivera TV on Twitter um, and please if you guys have any news stories any ideas if you're a business out there and you're looking um, you know to come on and, and talk about what you're doing uh, for the community like feel free to send me an email and let's see what we can do to get you on and I, w- I would just tell everybody if you could tune into Fox 40 you know i think we, we have a, a great team and we work really hard and we have a really well balance we're not going to be all joking around joke 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 all day where it's kind of annoying and then we're not going to be like ultra serious where it's just death and doom you know the whole show we try to find a nice balance to give you the news that are is important for the day but as well let's have some fun so you guys go to work with like a bright note you know
0: Hey so, man, um, you know, Fox 40 has always showed me love in any business that I was in, so um, you know, and thank you. You know, when I was there for the um, calling all dreamers, you didn't say it on air, uh, you didn't eat no meat, you know, it was like kind of off to the side. So yeah, thank never thank, do that. thank, never thank you,
1: <laughs> thank you. Some bad. people do, do like, though, man. Some people
0: be like, hey, I don't eat meat, I'm like okay like you ain't need to go
1: over so there what I, is, is what I do my trick is i bring in one of my coworkers. i'm like all right now we're gonna do a taste test with this with maize and do a taste test i see She's you like, do oh, it yeah well, let me do it and you know but but you know, i already know your food it, it, it's so popular you know and congratulations <laughs> and you know it's interesting to be a business owner a restaurant owner especially during this time right? yeah during covid so I uh, wish you the best of luck with
0: everything. Hey, thank you. And we getting back out there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to coming in hot with chef cease anywhere. You listen to your podcast. If you want to holler at me directly it's at chef cease on all social media platforms. If you want to holler at this podcast at coming in hot. And if you want those mouthwatering, delicious chicken or cauliflower sandwiches, I'll dot yep. at nashandproper at, Nash Proper, at Nash Thank you, Pedro Rivera, for coming through. Appreciate you, brother. I got to get to the Bronx with you man like I was a big oh. big big KRS-One fan back in the day um still am to this day grew up on Woo. you know mm-hmm. that I got to tat it tatted twice on me you know what I mean so you know Wu takes my you shit years ago in Mountain View at, uh, I
1: city. was there
0: me I and my there. boy Latif live, live from Airplay Beats, the guy that yep. does the intro music here we we both went up there. We we both had our wives with us. Our wives were I'm like looking sure. at us like we was crazy as we was over there going crazy. It was it was it was tight. It was yeah. probably the best show I've ever been to in my life. That,
1: that was that was phenomenal when Killer Bees came on. I was I was I felt like I was a kid again. Dude. Yeah, yeah like, uh, and, then,
0: and then Young Dirty Bastard going all the way done. through the goddamn the the audience. He like yeah, literally yeah. Ran, right he yeah.
1: he ran right past
0: me. Yeah, he ran right past me. Hey, but thanks Zach for coming out listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Peace, love you.